0: Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Today, I want to make sure that I lift up all air conditioners up in prayer. You know what? If I was ridiculously rich, I would hire three background singers to just walk around with me in life. This thing on cue. Hello. Hello. Sure. What if it was him nuke dating a porn star? Oh, yeah,
1: no. That that, <laughs> that don't work. That don't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That don't work.
0: It's a double standard.
1: He can't go host the kids' Oh, I mean, I think it's great. To yeah, the kids. Yay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to tell these guys once they're making that money how to handle it, but once they get broke, then it's a different ball game. Well, you got the petty Frenchman talking about how his injury was worse. So shut your mouth, Frenchman.
0: That's kind of racist what you just did. I
2: don't know, I just think it's funny that he's like, every time I hear a Frenchman I... Now
0: that uh, is funny. Check out the Trump and you. No. Later today I'll take you out for a hamburger and some freedom fries.
2: <laughs> I like I like the way he started off. He said, I'm losing my voice because I've been doing business. What kind of business you doing where you gotta yell at people all Buy my
0: product. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. what we were trying to say. You got to walk home. Walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at WaysWord. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 65 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. It's been a minute, but we're a little bit off schedule, but we're glad to be back with you. As we start to ramp up, summer's starting to wind down. That means we'll be more into football mode, and that means more episodes but first, I want to thank you guys for finding us on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and KTSUradio.com. All of those places, we certainly appreciate you listening. Please subscribe, like, share. Episode 65 is going to be a whole lot of fun. We have a number of things coming up this episode, including our brand new segment. where We sort of talk about some things off of the uh, beaten path. In addition to that, we'll get into some headlines, some hero or zero. We'll do some sports E and at the halfway point, we hear from our sponsor and from DJ Malone, our resident DJ with a brief mix and we'll hear the entire mix at the end of the show. In addition to that, in the second half of the show, we have the Lamont Award, a hero, and celebrity birthdays. And before I let go, with that in mind, I want to bring in Kalina. How are you, Kalina?
1: Good. How are you, Devin? Good.
0: You seem effervescent today oh, and gosh. energetic. How you feel?
1: I feel good.
0: I feel uh, awake. Awake. Well, that's yeah. good Good to know since you're about to head out on the town Yeah. without giving away <laughs> too much. I won't say too much about oh, that. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, with that, let's get into what's new. What's brand new? Brand new
1: yeah, brand new. Brand I, um, I A couple months ago, I moved apartments and to my own space, and I... I can say this. This is my very first time being in my own space.
0: Yeah, you could <laughs> you could elaborate on how it got to be that way, but we won't. Thank but you. But let's just say, yeah, for various reasons, this is the first time you've lived alone.
1: Yes. First time I've ever lived alone in my entire life. And I had a homewarming party this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I had a chance to come hang out. You did. It was it was a thing. I learned a lot about celiac disease. <laughs> and, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Celiac disease, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's more about me or about the person whom I was talking to. Or how did we get there? But, yeah, I learned a lot about it. Well,
1: Thinking about going gluten-free. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you come to my parties. It's educational and fun.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Well, we have macaro- uh, macaroons, right?
1: Yes, macaroons. Um... And those
0: were like, I've seen them, and I know that this is the, all the rave with you hipsters as far mm. as... The, you know your desserts or whatever, but no, that was my first time. And they were awesome.
1: Yeah, they are. They're very good. I mean, they're incredibly expensive. I think that these were like a dollar fifty a piece.
0: And it's like that would be like paying a dollar fifty for one Oreo. But this is an amped up Oreo. This yeah,
1: is... <laughs> no, there's there's a there's lot going thought on. Thought and love
0: and care that go into those <laughs>
1: and flavor. So much flavor. It's so it's worth having for like one or two with a coffee or something. It's nice.
0: Yeah. Well, so for your first time as a solo hostess, yeah, you did really well. Thank you. Now, of course, you know wow. I have a little bit more experience. I have some some suggestions. Okay. I mean, I have to know what your budget is. It's
1: very low. See, my friend brought the macaroons. I got Oreos.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so from Walmart. So that's my budget.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get you on the we'll ball with a budget on your next uh, <laughs> on your next gathering. So, All right. Well, that's cool. So you feel good about it, your own spot. Oh Your yeah. own ho- housewarming.
1: I'm I'm made for that. Like. Some friends were like, you're going to feel lonely after a few months. And I did for like two days. But, man. But you
0: been, have you been there? How long have you been there? Maybe like three months or so. But you're never there. So how could That's you ever true. feel lonely?
1: That's really true. I sleep there. Sometimes I eat there. My dog's there. But yeah. I'm I'm out.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know how you would, you know, get lonely at all the way you rip and run. <laughs> just true. as much as I do. So, well, I have had a Anthony Bourdain moment that's not necessarily good well no not i don't suffer from extreme mental illness okay you can debate what degree of mental illness i have (laughs) but not extreme you know so not in that way but obviously if you've watched anthony bourdain the late great anthony bourdain which is such a tragic loss and we could go on about that but we won't the thing about anthony bourdain is that Not only would he go to to distant lands, he wouldn't go to where the tourists went. He would find a, a duck off, a place off, you know, only the locals know about. Well, I have just the spot. And Biscuit can attest to this because, and I've told you this, this is a spot that you would never in 100 years pick out. And I had a gourmet meal. And I went there twice. And you would never believe where it is. It's so good And it's such a reasonable bargain for what you get. I want to take you, Kalina. But I don't want you to know where it is because <laughs> I, you and your hipster friends will take it over and it'll become the spot. And all of a sudden, there'll be a line an hour and a half Wait, I don't wait
1: understand me. why you would even say this on the podcast because, you know, like, obviously you're not going to say where it is. So why are you I'm,
0: telling me? Because I'm so proud of the fact that I stumbled on this place and I'm bursting with enthusiasm about it. But I can't tell you. Okay, I didn't, but the person I was with had... I had blackened uh, lobster tail of a pasta with an Alfredo sauce. And I had uh, stuffed salmon with crab meat and shrimp and and the whole nine. And it was really, really good food. And it was really, really high quality. And I had like a hibiscus tea. And I guarantee you you would not think for one minute that you could get this kind of meal in this place. And I so want to tell you where it is.
1: No, you just have to buy me lunch.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm, I've already made plans to take Biscuit to, to lunch. So, uh, Well, no, no, no. I said me, not Biscuit. Oh, well, yeah, you. You, you can you take too. Biscuit, but well, take I'm, I'm going to have to blindfold you or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I want you to sign a confidentiality clause <laughs> because I do not want anybody ruining my little spot. And, and this is kind of sad because I want the people to make money, but I don't want them to blow up because they'll ruin my little spot. Um. I, let me say this. No, I don't want to say it. No, you don't <laughs> say anything.
1: You don't say anything. <laughs>
0: It's time for Headlines. want to bring in Biscuit for that and just hit on a number of things that have been going on in the world of sports. First and foremost, how's it going?
2: I'm doing amazing. Excited to be here.
0: And I know that you're, you've you been cruising.
2: I was cruising, yes, and uh, you guys missed my birthday, but we'll talk about that
0: later. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will. We've talked about it a lot. I didn't know you were such a birthday guy like that. But uh, I, now I am now a birthday
2: guy, yeah. Okay. We can't we were raised in the same home,
0: you should I mean, you should know. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, hey, I mean I just thought that fabulous multi million dollar cruise would do it for you. you oh multi million
2: dollar. <laughs> I don't think Carnival has multi million oh, okay. dollar yeah, cruises. Just,
0: well at least it was I mean you got away for a while. Yeah. Well in headlines a number of things going on. Uh, baseball. I want to talk about baseball first and not just the trade deadline and a lot of movement and it's ramping up and it's heating up. And this is going to be one well of a latter part of the season. You know, we're past halfway, but not just that. Baseball now has is starting to develop a real, a more of a prominent image issue as it pertains to race. Obviously, Josh Hader. We talked a little bit about him and how you know the racial tweets and what when what happened when he was seventeen years old, right. and we got into that. We didn't talk about the fact that the Milwaukee fans gave him a standing ovation. Well, in addition to that, two more players—they sort of went back in their Twitter history to find more racial, racial things, racial epithets, and and stuff of that nature. It's not a surprise. It, I don't know. It's maybe this is unfair to baseball, but it's not a surprise to me. If you think about it, I would think that the most, probably the most racist sport for for African Americans would be hockey, golf, baseball. You got put in that order. In
2: there as well. Soccer. It's, well, it's a worldwide sport, and that happens all the time.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I guess so. But yeah. Yeah. Soccer's in the mix too. But I mean, you you do have a lot of minority participation. You have a lot of people like Neymar, uh, like right, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, well, who are, the, I mean, do they consider him white?
2: Yeah, they don't consider him black. They don't throw uh, bananas at him like they have. Well, yeah.
0: It? No, we've talked about it with Dr. Nana Sorry, We talked about the stuff that goes on, but. What do you do if you're baseball? You can't really punish these uh, these guys right. for things that happened years and years ago. They mandated uh, sort of sensitivity training for hater. Uh, the other guys have come out and apologized. They were less egregious. They were less inflammatory. Some of them were like song lyrics and right. stuff like and that's, that. See,
2: that's the thing. You, you We live in, in an age, and this is more of a society, societal kind of issue, because this is the first time that we've actually had social media, and we've had actual kids grow up in the social media age. So these kids who are playing in the pros now have had social media since they were in their teens, and this is the first time we've ever had this. So this is the only time we've had access to the thoughts of a 15-, 16-, 17-year-old when he becomes a pro.
0: So, yeah. that's the struggle that, of the times, sort of thing. Yeah. Right. And
2: that's what I kind of struggle with. And as you know, when you're coming up, those young people didn't know the effect that the words they spoke at that time, at that age on social media was going to have the effect that it has now.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, but I think that it's easy, especially in this divisive time with, with what's going on from Washington, D.C. on down to really, tank the sport of baseball with this. But I also think it's a great opportunity for baseball to start a new ad campaign. Now they've started these academies in the inner city and right here in Houston, they have one and those things are doing quite well. But I think, again, you look at the, the fans, you look at that, that video from Milwaukee, and I don't know what the racial breakdown is in Milwaukee. I mean, it's not Atlanta. Well, I mean, so <laughs> not, it's not Jackson city. It ain't DC. You know, I don't know what the breakdown is. But I didn't see any black people in any of the that video that, of the folks who were giving Josh Hader, uh, a standing ovation. And it does sort of, Elicit a, a really really uncomfortable feeling for me or for most black people when you see stuff like that. But I also, and without knowing the true motivation of why we we can right. get into and, that or and, not, and you,
2: and you 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 weren't there in Milwaukee, you don't know the vibe, you don't know what was going on in the talk know, shows but and, it, and the, yeah, the paper it sure and all that. right. I mean, I understand that, I get that. And
0: so, but I'm saying I say that to say this that I you want more African American participation in the sport, you know, I think the sport would really i mean if you think about all-time low participation over the last couple years uh, from the time jackie robinson integrated the league in the 40s so you're not getting that and it's yeah you have record numbers in attendance but you're not having that across the board you're not having that nfl effect you're not having that nba effect and i would love to see it return to the days when i was a youth when Everybody. I mean, African-Americans, all my friends, we knew all the baseball players. We mm-hmm. played baseball. It was a it was a bigger part of things. Well, even some of the adults we knew played and participated. So it was it was a good, good time. And so, you know, I want well, to return to that. And this is an opportunity for baseball. To really address that with it, sort of like a PR campaign, saying, "Hey, we, you know, we're the world sport. We went, we invite the world to play our game." Well,
2: I think that that comes in when you talk about the grassroots efforts, and those things had to be put in place because baseball is is elitist to to say to to a certain extent. Because if you look at how much it costs to play, all the tournaments, all the the gear. I mean, it's one of the most expensive. Sports to play, and so when you have that, you have uh, uh, low-income families who can't afford to play baseball. These kids, they're not going to the ball fields. They're not getting a bat, getting a glove. A glove is like one hundred and thirty-five dollars. Like this is just a regular baseball glove. These things are expensive. I mean, and and not to even mention the 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 actual baseballs themselves that are like two and three dollars just to buy one baseball.
0: Well, that ain't life for baseball, but I'm just saying.
2: I mean, That's more, they're, you. you they're spend twelve dollars for a football, and you got all you need is ten more people, and you got a football game.
0: I, mean, I understand that, but I mean, and I know, and I understand with bats and the equipment that there are barriers there. But I also think that again, you want to feel welcomed, and I, I, think baseball, it's incumbent on baseball to make people feel welcomed. And I think that again, this is an opportunity to say, hey, you know, because you need to go back and talk to these kids when they. When they play high school baseball, because you know, I went to a high school where I think our baseball team had a probably two black players. Well, see, but the, if
2: you're getting if you're going to high school, you're already too late because they start, they start when they're like four, I mean, not even no, I'm I mean, seeing, six, six years old.
0: Educating the kids on what's appropriate, even if you have an all white locker room. Hey, you know, again, if you want to be a big leaguer, this is what a big leaguer looks like. We are accepting, we are welcoming, those sorts of things. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, okay. I mean, that's nice to say. I mean, but the actual, you're asking a, a high school history teacher to demand that his players hold to a certain what, no, social I didn't degree.
0: say that. What I said was, again, with the messaging from baseball, is a, a, mes- a message of racial diversity and racial tolerance, we know, you know, that what the big leaguers do and the images and the things that are put out by big leaguers and major league, I mean, uh, major league baseball players and NBA guys and NFL guys, it resonates all the way down. I agree. And I think that baseball can do a good job in a, what a PR campaign the specifically addressing this. Hey, you know, this is what a big league... I mean, again, I understand what I'm saying. Those things resonate even in high school locker room.
2: I understand what you're saying, but it's not like baseball is going, about, going out of its way to be racist. I mean, you look at some of the most popular players... But they're not players, going out Giancarlo, of their way not to. Giancarlo... I, I can't pronounce his name. Giancarlo. No, Stanton. The,
0: Giancarlo Stanton. Now, you can go Giancarlo or Giancarlo.
2: Oh, okay. Giancarlo Stanton... Is one of the best players during the All Star break last year. His face was on everything. He was in every commercial. They go out of their way to, to market their stars, and their stars happen to be not white. And so that's what you—that's a message you're sending. You're sending it and saying, "Okay, hey, these are our stars. These are the guys we promote. This is who our, who, who our baseball no, players no.
0: are." I think you're way wrong on that. The mo- Who's the most popular baseball player? Uh,
2: Bryce Harper. Okay. Who's
0: number two? Mike Trout.
2: Well, Mike Trout is the best baseball player. No,
0: I'm saying I mean, the he's most the best player popular player in baseball. Yeah, the most popular player in baseball is Bryce Harper, I would say.
2: I'd say Mike Trout. Bryce Harper gets a lot of heat. A lot of people really don't but like every, Bryce Harper.
0: But uh, people know him. People know he's the most he's the most recognizable baseball player. Uh, uh, who would you who would you argue? Jim Carlos, I no, can't even no, pronounce no, his name, but no, you can't even say his name. But that don't mean I don't know who he is. Uh, but I'm saying that speaks to my point. You don't, you can't even pronounce his name. The most popular, but I'm saying so. I'm, what I'm saying is all of those things being what they are, this is a now you recognize. Well, you know this could if this continues and it looks like it will, unless people continue to scrub their uh, Twitter accounts, they have some issues because one of the websites said that they have. Many, many more players who it, have. These it seems of like tweets.
2: they're waiting for for these players to have good games or right. to be in the spotlight to to then throw up their their tweets and that. But you that's, can't
0: throw up something that you didn't say. It's messed up. It, it's, it's, but that's
2: like that's like taking your worst moment, the worst thing you've ever said. And that's like if if when Eminem went to the Grammys and if he won a Grammy, they bring up the fact right before everybody's tweeting out that song that he made about you know using the n word and talking about this girl who broke his heart, this black girl. That okay, broke well his let heart.
0: me ask you this: Do you want to know? Because I do. I want to know. know what somebody said when they were 15, 16 yeah, well, years yeah, old. I, don't. I do. I, don't. I, I do. Don't. I want to know if you got them, put them out. I want to know all of them. I want to know.
2: I don't want to know. I
0: want to know because that that that, that doesn't
2: give someone the opportunity to, to show that they grow that they've grown and i that think it changed. makes
0: them accountable to show that they they've grown so i think that's very important so i'm big on that so yeah yeah i want to know i don't care if you're eight you heard so, it from so, somewhere so, you got it from somewhere
2: so let's say one of your you know crazy days or one of the days you're feeling especially funny sure that's I'm. what i'm saying like you have some horrible tweets like that conversation we had about sierra the other day I mean, what if that was on the air? What?
0: That I thought uh, when she first came out, I thought she was a man?
2: No, you said I thought she was a boy. <laughs> like, uh, that,
0: uh, Well, she was young. She was like teenage. I mean, I, she would have been, I guess she might have been a, slightly younger than 21, right? I yeah, I think she was she...
2: like 18. But yeah, you went yeah. on and on about how you thought Sierra was a boy. Like, that's.
0: But I, that's not to be mean. I was giving my honest opinion.
2: That was mean. That think- was mean.
0: that's mean in retrospect it seems mean (laughs) okay but okay if you you really think something
2: oh exactly if you really think something and then you get enlightened with more information you change the way you think do you you're just saying that right now you're proving my point you said now in hindsight i've realized how you know that wasn't very smart or it wasn't the right way to think or now she's now she's bad, but I mean
0: I, I mean I didn't say that either. I mean I think that she's it's her season. I mean I think that obviously <laughs> it's her season. Uh, so yeah, so no, it's, I mean yeah, but but again, and I, I I can defend that if you want me to. <laughs> go ahead, I, I, but I, I won't, want, no, I want no, to hear I, this. I mean, I won't go into it, but the very the, uh, well, I have a theory, <laughs> and I won't go into my theory because I will catch <laughs> heat for that. But no, I wasn't. The I'm talking about very early on in the process. I was not sure. I wasn't sure.
2: You're crazy.
0: How crazy is that? So, okay, so... That
2: was crazy. And then it was crazy that people thought, like, the reason why Bow Wow and Sierra got together is because people were saying Bow Wow got raped by his manager and he was trying... See, I didn't
0: even know any of those uh, things. Those listen, are Twitter... Like, those are uh, online... That was before friends. Twitter was See, even I didn't online. Even, I, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know any of that. I'm just... What I shared with you. Oh, and, and why, why? Why did you think she was a boy? You you share. I can get into that <laughs> reason why, but I won't. Okay. But I have some very specific reasons why I thought that at the time. But I think I mean, obviously, I'm happy for her and Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and future baby mama. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's that. So, but but again, yeah, I understand that if you probably go through mine. But the key to it is like tweet a hundred thousand times so you had your work cut out <laughs> okay, for you okay
2: okay but
0: i would I, i'd have thought about that i said maybe i need to go because there have been times where i probably have had a little bit too much to drink mm-hmm. and, and here's the problem with twitter too twitter things that are on twitter don't translate like you say them so you can tell a exactly. joke and you can hear it on my tone and my inflection and all that that i'm joking but you that doesn't translate and i've had miscommunications i, to, I think i told a story I, one of these reporters in houston got upset with me about something i said like it was like a too soon moment, but I'm like, come on, man, it was funny. Last up in the in headlines, and we're going to talk about this throughout the programming on different levels. But it's been a hell of a week for the Dallas Cowboys, America's Th- team. Yeah, well, uh, mm, certain section <laughs> segments of America's team uh, apparently. But it's been a tough week. I uh, say tough week. It's been a a week that the cowboys have caught hell and we in this part of the country talk more cowboys are forced to talk more cowboys than probably in other parts of the country because there's a in houston there's a large population of dallas cowboy fans and it's split down the middle and there have been times i think with the oil as long as you were in the city you would you were okay but you still had probably you know 30 Thirty percent cowboy fans. I mean, you know, you had like eighty percent that hated them. Even right. the fans hated them. So, <laughs> but you know, we talk a lot about them. But Jerry Jones, and we'll talk about him because he's hint, hint. He's coming up, and Des <laughs> Bryant is coming up too. So a lot to get into with them. But now NFL owners have again been reminded: do not talk about the anthem. Des Bryant is unhappy. A lot of people. A lot of heat on Dak Prescott and uh, ezekiel elliott what are your thoughts on them let's just specifically talk about those guys Dak prescott okay. who says hey it's not time or place protest uh the conversation has been extended enough is enough he's ready to move on and i'm paraphrasing so you know it may not be 100% accurate but well what that, what
2: his main point was i think is he he is focused more on action on something that can actually affect change i don't agree i don't think You go in there and you go against your teammates, you go against other athletes in the league and try to stand with your owner to get that check. Like I don't necessarily agree with that, but I I respect his right to say that and feel that way if that's how he really feels and he's not just like toeing the line. But
0: it's hard to believe that the day after your owner says everybody's going to toe the line if you're a Dallas Cowboy, we stand for the pledge. It's hard to believe that this is an authentic belief of his. And if it is, and and, and again, there are a lot of guys, even Pac-Man Jones, there are guys that want that say, no, that, well, I don't think that that's the time to protest. But it just doesn't feel right when your owner comes down and says, this is what cowboys do. And I think that even if, you, if that's what you truly believe, I think that you can lend more respect and lend more support to the cause, even though you personally don't uh, support that. And and I just think that those guys, that's a bad look for those guys.
2: Well, and then Jerry Jones also came out and talked about how he's he's still going to represent Papa John's because he's the like, Dallas Cowboy owns like twenty one Papa John's restaurants. And I mean Jerry Jones is an interesting kind of guy. I mean we've seen him get uh, intoxicated, seen him with strippers, oh, we've seen we've a lot seen, of raunchy behavior for exactly. Guys. And so him to to put on this Boy Scout kind of attitude and say oh you know the the anthem is is what we're about and we're the cowboys and i mean that's a part of his brand literally they are called americas team if you're americas team you have to push America, you have to push things that are America. So I but think, no, Jerry but see, Jones, that's not pushing I'm not America. Saying, I'm not saying no, he's right. No, I'm he's saying,
0: exactly wrong because America is about diversity and inclusion. So no, if you put you, you yeah, if you're pushing America, push the right America, not the white America. That's that not, is that that's really not comes that's, that's expense, not Central uh, Texas
2: America. Central
0: Texas. What did you just say? America's team, not Central Texas team. I
2: understand that, but there's a lot of Central Texas. Around this country, obviously, or we wouldn't have the president that we have.
0: I mean, and gerrymandering and all those things, and of course. And
2: so, what I'm saying is,
0: he's opposed. appealing
2: to his base—the base, just nastiness of America, the the, the, the ignorant, the intolerant people of this country.
0: And what bothers me about all of that is that you don't take into account. Your corporate partners. I keep throwing that word your partners, your partners, your partners. These are more than just your employees. Right, but and the partners... even, even if he doesn't think so, let him go out there and run a bunch of scrubs out there and see how much people will care about. And nowadays, now, again, they got away with it last time with scrub players. But, I, I mean again, you are dependent on having these guys, these premier athletes perform for you for so you can make the money that you make. So this is is your
2: partner. The issue is is that these partners don't see themselves, they don't understand their value. If Dak Prescott sits out, if Ezekiel Elliott sits out, if Sean Lee sits out, I mean, doesn't come out for the national anthem or doesn't stand for the national anthem, they're not going to sit Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, Sean Lee. They're not going to do that. And so then you force the decision to really be made. Then you say, okay, how much do you value winning in this organization over the flag?
0: And you know what always just struck me? Any kind of labor disputes, the masses like Joe Sixpack—they always support the owners. It's like all oh, these rich spoiled athletes, as if you know, as if the guy that you're supporting is not making billions well, of dollars. That's
2: because they're they're easier to easier to relate to. If I would you, because you can think in your head, if I would have made uh, this decision or if I would have went to this school, I could be Jerry Jones. There's nothing I can do to be Dak Prescott. I ain't gonna be 6'5, 237, just, you know, cut fast, all that. There's nothing I can do. I've reached my the limit of my physical potential. I'm never gonna be Dak Prescott. I'm never gonna be Des Bryant. I can't relate to them. I can relate to a businessman who's trying to run a business. That could be me.
0: I have never understood and that mentality has led to a lot of people voting against their own interests for generations so and it's crazy so yeah I just have never gotten that and I wish the narrative would be controlled to make people understand that this is a huge pie and when they have these labor disputes it's a huge pie and what you're debating about is how big of a slice players are going to get the actual product on the field is going to get and we've seen a decline because people know how to control the narrative with that, want to go to a segment that we call hero, I need a hero or Zero. Drop that zero. This is where I give Biscuit a name, a player, a situation, and he tells me if, if it's a hero or a zero. Okay. First up, Dez Bryant. He's come out this week. I told you we we're gonna talk some Cowboys. Come out, and obviously after the ownership and players have come out to sort of say, well, it was Steven Jones who came out this week and said, well, Dak struggled last year. He had Dez Bryant and Jason Witten in his ear, and to some extent, Jason Witten. Well, Sirius Radio, when they released the tweet, didn't mention Witten's name, which they need to get a Lamont Award for that. Uh, they just mentioned Dez's name. Well, Dez, who's a free agent, surprisingly. Like, you would have thought this guy Neil for the anthem, uh, <laughs> that the fact that he's not able to get a job. He came out this week, and he talked about Sean Lee. He talked about the play calling. He went after the Cowboys. So after being silent for so long, he went after all of them. Sean Lee responded and said, hey, no, we did but his because I wanted to make him accountable. Is Dez Bryant... A hero or zero for dressing uh, his uh, former teammates and employer.
2: He's a zero. Drop that zero. Zero because he's still a free agent. He's bashing his former team. He's been seen on the sidelines numerous times, getting into arguments and to fights with teammates and coaches.
0: I don't know the, the fights. I mean, he's been demonstrative, sort of to something like you like can't here.
2: show up. It's, it's you can't optics. show up. But I understand that. But if he's doing it on the sideline. Who's to say he's not doing it during the week? He probably is. Who's to say he's not doing it in the meeting rooms? He probably is. Who's to say he's not doing it with doing it with or to other teammates? He's pro- He probably is. So what does that all lead up to? A disruption in the locker room. And we all know how NFL owners and general managers feel about disruptions in the locker room. They don't like them. They don't want them. Can't play with them. Can't use them can't win with them they won't do it that's just that so now you're gonna find yourself even though you're an outstanding athlete you drop a couple of balls in inopportune you know positions but you're still an awesome player you should be signed but you're not because of your attitude and that's just fueling the fly but, fire.
0: but see at the same time you had a teammate one offensive lineman come on and say look he was a great teammate he was probably the best teammate that i've, I've had
2: everybody's gonna have one friend on the
0: team bro this wouldn't be a likely friend. This is, I mean, this is a all pro offensive lineman. So what I say that to say this that although he's not necessarily a zero, it's not a, it wasn't a hero move to to defend yourself in that way. Get your wait, well, wait. No,
2: you can't do that. The, the, the segment is called Hero or Zero. So he's a hero for coming out, or he's a zero. I think
0: it was a zero move for. So he's a zero. I'm not, I, and again, I never want to call the segment to call the person a zero. Okay. I, that's why I frame it the way I do because, again, a lot of these guys on the airways, and I hear them, the locals around here, you know, they say stuff, and you don't understand, it, and you have to understand that sometimes what you say can get you. And that's why I always try to keep that in mind. I, I rarely go, I really go too too personal, guys, but. He can, but, and that's not why I'm not saying this because I'm not concerned about that part. But I just, I don't like to really, I don't want to call him a zero. I think it was zero move Mm -hmm. to come out and speak uh, against your teammates until you get the contract. Once you sign your deal and you had a press conference and you get your number, let him have it if you want to. I think that he is a guy, he's just another example of a diva receiver. It's just again, it, it's all about optics. I don't think he's any worse than a number of wide receivers around the NFL, and, but I think that that was not a smart move to come out against the, your team until you get a job. You talk
2: about deep receivers. Let's talk about. I mean, just for a second, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison never said anything on the sideline. Marvin
0: Harrison had it understood that he would kill Peyton Manning <laughs> if he didn't throw him a damn ball. So let's Marvin not. Harrison that's a, a good, bad example. I know, but that's what I'm, what
2: I'm saying is. You talk about optics. Marvin Harrison apparently, or allegedly, was the most gangster receiver there ever has been. And he didn't say anything on the sideline.
0: Okay, but what about Randy Ma? T.O.? What about him? T.O.'s crying and like well, a baby I, in
2: Tennessee or somewhere because he, he didn't get elected when he wanted to. And everybody's, you know, but I'm giving seeing, him a pass. And,
0: but I'm, what I'm saying is that they're deep and deep receivers all the time. That's kind of the... The thing, right? Is that but like guys, you said,
2: you said you pay for it on the back end of your of your contract. You don't get that last contract. You don't get those last numbers well, on the back the end. end. But he cost him eight some years. Money hey,
0: he's been eight,
2: eight years. He's on the back. This is his last contract.
0: Mm, well, he's gonna sign a one year deal, so it'll probably be one. He'll probably have two more contracts. Yeah. He won't have another. He may have one more nice sized country. Nah. It depends. It depends. Nah. These guys are playing later and later in their career. Let's shift gears. The Houston Rockets give Clint Capella five years, ninety million dollars. Is that a hero move or a zero move for the Rockets? It's a hero
2: move. I need a hero. Man, I mean that. That's that's life changing. That's that's gonna be. Is, I'm saying
0: is he worth the five years, $90 million for a guy matter. who can't create offen- on the offensive end? Nah. We had this debate on the Houston show locally in the Silver Fox, Kevin and Allen. Kevin Allen and I kind of got in- into we We didn't get into it, but we disagreed on uh. On I think he's Clinton. worth
2: it. I think he's worth it. He for, for the style of basketball you play with that pick and roll slash to the basket – uh, either you know James Harden takes the ball, or he lobs it up to to Clint Capella. He does what you need him to do on the defensive side and on on the boards. He's getting better each and every year in th- those areas. He can develop an offensive game, but you really don't need it. He has those opportunities, and he's perfect for what you do. So, and especially in the NBA, you pay him. You have to.
0: So the Rockets are heroes. I will say the Rockets are heroes, but it's a sign of the times that. A guy getting five years, 90 million dollars, who can't create for himself, and again, his offense is dependent on Harden being able to break down a defense and and throw him lobs. And, and again, that being said, like, and I'll take Kevin's use Kevin's arguments on this one. He's a rim protector. He is a def- a defensive presence. He, you know, he can't clog up the middle. He's athletic. He runs up and down the court, he, and he is there to make make those lobs. And, again, he came what, the second and the most improved players this year in the NBA. So uh, maybe he has a little bit more improvement that he can do uh, on the offensive side. But I think the more, it's just an indication of the sign of the times. Five years, $90 million for a guy who can't create his own shot. And so I think, hey, all things being equal, you had to make that move. You lose a reason. My boot, say you lose, and i'll Carmelo's coming, so we know yeah. that that's on that's on the way. So you need a guy. If you're not gonna have perimeter defense, maybe you have somebody in the middle. Finally, in Hero Zero, Kevin Durant and his beefing with the media over what he perceives as being labeled sensitive is Kevin Durant getting into the. I mean, they had the USA team practice this week, and he kind of put on a little show and. After an exchange he had with C.J. McCollum, Mm -hmm. of course, he got caught with burner accounts and where he would go back and forth, went back and forth with a 15-year-old about criticism. McCollum basically said, you know, it was like essentially like you got beat up and you left your brothers to go fight with the guys that beat you up. And a lot of people like, oh, that's just too strong of an analogy. That's No, that's a bit much. I understood what McCollum was saying, and I think a lot of the NBA feels that way. That okay, you can do what you want to do, but understand you were up three one, and you left your boys to go with the team that had, that was down three right. one, And what had seventy nine wins, whatever? How I many it was
2: eighty two? Oh no, not seventy nine
0: wins. Yeah, but I mean, whatever 70, the 72 seventy two wins 72, or whatever, yeah, whatever seventy three wins, whatever it was. And, and so you go, and again, I, I've always had an issue with that, just like I did sort of with LeBron doing what he did. I think that label hangs heavy on Durant, but him beefing with the media, is that a hero move or a zero move?
2: Well, if it was on something else, it would be more of a hero move. It's more of a zero move. Drop that zero. Whenever you tell someone how much you don't care, I don't care. I don't care what they say. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care why do you say that. I don't care. That tells me and shows me that you really do care. If you're complaining about how people seeing you as sensitive, and that,
0: stop being sensitive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that means you're being sensitive. Like Dirk Nowitzki came out and said, like I don't know why Kevin Durant would waste his time responding to these people on Twitter." I, I don't
0: either. I do not understand because he's sensitive. He
2: doesn't like it when people say bad things. And it's not anything wrong with being sensitive. That's the thing with our culture, especially in the black community. It's like, oh, you can't be sensitive, or you are a girl, or whatever. Like, it's okay to be sensitive. Own it. Hey, I'm sensitive. Yeah, I'm sensitive. You talk about me, I'm gonna come at you. I'm sensitive. Fine. Be sensitive. Don't come out and say, oh, I'm not sensitive. Why, why are you trying to make me sound like sensitive? He the one say something. That, no, you the one who got burned Twitter accounts. You the one who go back and forth with people. You the one who get your feelings hurt.
0: Yeah, it's I, okay. I think, yeah, I think he, he has to. You got you have to flip that switch and kind of turn that off. I think it's really, again, you talk about the first generation of so maybe you know the, the first generation to deal with this on a constant basis. Got to learn how to flip the switch and cut that off. So I, I mean, for me, you know, getting mad with the media over what the world, not just the media, saying, and I don't think the media is persuading people or, or uh, writing it in a in a way that slants it against you. I, I think that's a a zero move.
2: I think what it is, especially with Kevin Durant. Oh, this is the last part of Kevin Durant. I think before when he first got into the league, he was trying to present an image of someone who he was not. That's why he had the tattoos. You know, he had his tattoos, but it was all covered by his jersey because he wanted to seem like the guy, the good kid who didn't have any tattoos. Now he's coming into his own. He's becoming to be a man. He's starting to view, uh, he's starting to voice his opinion and his thoughts on things, and people aren't receptive. And he's trying to change his image from being like, oh, you know, nice guy, whatever, into like, oh, I'm a man. And, you're gonna go through this.
0: Now it's time for a segment that we call Sports E. This week in Sports E, entertainment is for entertainment. This is where we talk about where the worlds of sports and entertainment collide. And, Kalina, what do you have for us?
1: Well, Floyd Mayweather and Fitty Send are at it again. Floyd recently wrote an essay on IG calling Fiddy out, ranging everywhere from his son not wanting anything to do with the rapper to his financial issues to his unimportant character on power. Mayweather finished his rant with a warning. Just remember, I know where all your bones are buried, so be easy, Curtis Jackson.
0: Yeah, th- and the reason why I know I-, I wanted to talk about this, I mean, this is getting to be a little bit more serious than just a normal kind of beef this is turning into something where this could go really really bad because it gets deeper than that and their youtube videos and things of that nature to talk about how this thing went so left because they like you know they've had their little public spats they're both way way too emotional i think really early on 50 cent sort of kind of Hadn't himself A career for himself With beefing With other people And that kind of Became his claim To fame But this is Something different And you may want To look out for this one Because this one Could take a bad Bad turn Florida's from Grand Rapids and 50 He has a little bit Of street life in him And it's a shame Because both of them Are multi-millionaires I don't know why They you know Why you still Bring the streets Into all of that You would I mean 50 has had Money for a minute So you would think That he would slow down A little bit But that's something To definitely look out for Maybe I'll put a link On uh the sports talk with Devin Wade Page.
1: Fitty responded quickly with references to Floyd and Mayweather's previous domestic violence cases. Monday night, boxers Adrian Broner and Javante Davis spoke out against the feud, citing if they could bury the hatchet, then Fitty and Mayweather could as well.
0: Yeah, Broner comes up way too much on this podcast. I mean, this is probably the third show in a row we've made mention of Adrian Brona, and A, nobody knows who he is. B, you don't want to know who he is. So. Yeah,
1: well, when he said this, uh, he, he, they were both very drunk, so... Uh, So you remember Charles Oakley?
0: Yeah, oh, got in some trouble in Las Vegas.
1: Yes, he was recently charged with attempting to commit a fraudulent act in a gaming establishment. According to TMZ Sports, Oakley supposedly pulled a $100 chip when he realized he was going to lose while at the Cosmopolitan in Vegas.
0: Yeah, And I kind of went left. I was wrong. I kind of encouraged theft at a casino, which uh, I should have cleaned that up at the time. You check me on that. So your moral muscles are there. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I don't blame him for stealing from the casino. But no, no, that's wrong. Stealing is wrong. So, yeah. Stealing is
1: wrong and definitely from a casino. Well, that charge has been reduced to misdemeanor disorderly conduct, making his sentence if convicted up to six months instead of up to six years. LeBron James is speaking out against the Commander-in-Chief's unique ways. In an interview with CNN, James alluded to President Trump's recent tweets suggesting firing any player that takes a knee during the national anthem. What I've noticed over the last few months, that he's kind of used sports to kind of divide us. And that's something that I can't relate to, James said. And that's all for Sports-E.
0: Well, that'll wrap up the first half of episode 65 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Coming up, our sponsor, you'll hear from our sponsor and our resident DJ, DJ Malone. Coming up in the second half of the show, we'll have the Lamont Award, a hero. We'll do birthdays. And before I let go, this is episode 65 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast, and on KTSURadio.com.
1: be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Bloody mate, it's DJ Park. 8- Yo, ladies, get ready. Because DJ Malone is about to get on pop
2: it, the ones one. Pop, 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 pop two cups of purple, just a normal two cups. Drink. I heard you she got that water. Splash. Hey. Slippery. Wall, excuse me.
0: For Devin Wade podcast. Want to thank my guy DJ Malone and our sponsor, Cobank Homes. But now it's time, and I know I build this as a ball in a fallen. Not ball in a fallen this time. It's this or that. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. This is why I give Biscuit a choice between this or that as it pertains to a player, team, or a situation. Well, the Astros, controversial. First of all, Astros, world champs, native Houstonia, whoo-hoo, repping Astros, love Astros. Love is, you know, I love them more as a youth than I have over time, but I I love this team, world champs, love that. Zero tolerance team Mm -hmm. when it comes to domestic violence, stuff like that. Also, we thought earlier this year they released uh, Danry Vasquez, for a domestic violence video in which he it was he was at the a affiliate in Corpus just it was really a horrible horrible scene cut him immediately released mm-hmm. him Verlander Justin Verlander came out and was saying like I hope the rest of your life is is horrible for what you did and you deserve everything that's going to happen to you and so they did that as an organization where the trade deadline j Hap goes to the red sox well right before the trade deadline with the yankees already bolstering their bullpen and the red sox doing the same ken giles struggle you don't have a true true closer not on the level of those guys you make a trade with toronto for roberto asuna one problem with mr asuna he's serving a 75 game suspension for domestic violence However, the, the case hadn't gone to court yet. There are a lot of things that hadn't come to light, but enough came to light when Major League Baseball suspended him for 75 games. Now, as you would imagine, the Astros have caught a lot of flack. However, on if you're looking at it from a purely baseball situation, you have added a significant piece. If he can come back, he was a 2017 All-Star. If you can come back and repeat that, That'll give you an opportunity to compete on the field for a World Series title. I mean, you're going to need it. Lost your first four-game series. You got swept for the first time this season. You have Seattle three games back breathing down your neck. And, of course, Boston and the Yankees are doing work. So you have to do something. So signing Roberto Asuna or not, this or that, would you have done it? I go,
2: I've been trying to decide on this particular issue ever since I heard about it. This is a really hard one because you do want to give someone a second chance. You don't know all the details. You don't know everything that happened. Not so, that yeah. there ever is, of course, that there ever is a reason to put your hands on a woman. There's not. I'm going to say just on strictly baseball. Trade no,
0: yeah, and, and again, just to clarify, trade or not. And, and trade this or, or not, that.
2: just because of all the things that are happening uh, with your competitors with the Yankees with the Red Sox how well they've been playing again, like you said it resated Seattle breathing down your neck I think it's a good move, but I could be wrong when more details come out I mean I'm basing this information this is based on what he I know said now
0: with your chest do you is it, a, it trade, him or, not, trade for him or not you say yes right yes say, say. what you chest yes. yes yeah I, Take I a I'm stain. not no
2: I'm mm. not comfortable. Just you know, if you're deal not with the comfortable, situation. don't
0: make the trade. But you wanna make the trade. Uh,
2: based on if you play me into a corner, now I'm second guessing myself. So but no, no, I'm, no. I'm say, I can't say it with my chest about a domestic violence dispute. All right?
0: Okay. So here here's it is I take the pressure off then if you want to circle back, you can. This or that make the trade or not, make the trade. I'm and, not and surprised I, that you say that. Well, my general rule is: if you out of jail that day, you can, you can play, play for me. Usually revolves around the situation with the NFL. However, after you see the Ray Rice thing and you hear some of these horror stories, and it, it becomes real to you, and after seeing the video of what what uh, what is his name, Dan Reed Vasquez did, you I, you know you want to take him out and beat the hell out of him. You really do. Like as a grown man, I want to put hands on it in the abstract. Not knowing the situation. Now, if there's a video, then, of course, the answer is no. He shouldn't even be in baseball. Vasquez should never, ever play in in, in Major League Baseball. And that's, that's again, a struggle. Like, where are we in society with that? We, you, you look at the Me Too movement and everything. We, as a society, have to figure out what is what is just punishment, what is appropriate, Right. Uh, not, and and i'm not even talking about in this case something as severe as actual crime right. I, i'm saying as when you talk about the me too movement and you know i guess inappropriate passes and groping and things like that that the statute of limitations passed or it didn't quite qualify as a criminal behavior it's mm-hmm. more of a you know just a pervy kind of move how how much do you how long does punishment last is it for life if like with Vasquez, for me, after seeing the video, it's for life. But is that fair? Do you, like, if, if he was a construction worker and he had the same incident, should he not be allowed to ever work again? So I don't know where we, where we.
2: Draw the line.
0: Where we've worked this thing out. Mm-hmm. Now, in this Osuna situation, it hadn't gone to court yet. And, and again, a lot of information is, is not Okay. May made no. People don't know it. You talk about Jeff Luno. He says that he did his due diligence. He heard what he needed to hear from the player. He talked to his his guys afterwards. AJ Hinch addressed the team. I think the move for now. I think you make the trade. Now again, video comes out. Not not to say that you need a video to prove it to me, but I without knowing any of the particulars and knowing that. This hadn't played out just yet, and the, the guy is protesting his innocence. Is accusation enough to be thrown out for 75 games or to never play in, the, in, in the, uh, Major League Baseball again in the majors? That gets to be a tough, tough question. And I know people probably think that I'm sort of advocating something because people always do stuff like that. They think, oh, right. if you're not just super, you if you don't want to shoot him in the head, then you're <laughs> advocating for that. And, and that's that's not what's going on here right what i'm seeing is let it play out i, I don't know enough about the case i don't i'm not really familiar with any of the situation and i don't know what in the major league baseball came up with what their rules are to govern this suspension i think they have work to do in the clubhouse but again you know if you're winning down the stretch right i think the winning will heal some of those wounds now again if it comes out later Hear me clearly. That he is guilty. Then you rethink what you've done as an organization. Although he's uh, uh, he's twenty something. What twenty three years old? Twenty four years old? Very young. Do you help him rehabilitate himself? Like you know, do you send him to certain counseling? Has he been in counseling? Ha, what did he grow up with? Cultural differences. Right. All it's a lot of stuff that comes into play here. But knowing what I know now, you make the trade. And I'm not saying win at all costs. And it doesn't apply to my philosophy of if you're out of jail that day, you can play. But it's a tough one. It's a very nuanced conversation. But if you have to make a choice, I think you make the trade. Next up in this are that, talking about football. For the first time on the field in 2018, and yes, no boycotting here, although we have a special program coming up as it pertains to that. But no, not we're not boycotting the preseason, and it starts a couple days from now. Who will have the better preseason opener, Lamar Jackson or RG3? Both of those guys are backing up Joe Flacco. Which guy is going to shine the most in uh, the preseason opener?
2: I know Robert Griffin III should show up better. He should be. uh, He's a seasoned vet. He's been there, done that. He's won games in the NFL. He should know how to prepare. He should, be, he should perform better. But I think the perception, the actual perception of who played better, everybody's going to say Lamar Jackson played better. He's probably going to break out for a long time. Okay, run. I'm not
0: asking you what other people think. Who do you think will have a better performance?
2: Uh, this is, statistically, I think it will be Robert Griffin III.
0: I think that I am going to agree with you on that one. I think we, uh, we may see a flash or two from Lamar Jackson, but word is he's struggling a little bit in his, with his accuracy. I think it's much more important that RG3 at least show something because he may not make the team, but you want to show enough that you may get another shot or if there's injuries in the middle of the season, which they they always seem to be at the quarterback position, uh, that you'll get that call. So, honestly, I'm rooting for RG3 to have a a better game and and really make a team and make some of this backup money. (laughs) So Finally, in this or that, Dwayne Wade. He has a decision to make. Now, if you're Dwayne Wade, what thirty six years old? Mm-hmm. Clearly, you beat up and you given it y'all. Right, he said it with his chest for many years. <laughs> he's a, he's a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Do you take uh, the five point three million dollar exception or the the veteran minimum of two point four million to stay in the NBA, or do you take three years twenty five million to play in China? What do you do, this or that?
2: Are the, the Chinese contracts guaranteed? He'll get his money. <laughs> I'm going to China, baby. I mean, Shishani, like, give me that money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is
2: it? I think that means thank you. I'm not sure. Shishani, I think that means okay. thank you. Okay. I mean, I was from Russia. I don't know. I, ain't, oh, <laughs> I ain't oh, never oh, been. There. That's where you're Chinese. <laughs> yeah, that's my Mandarin, okay. man. That's where my Mandarin. Comes your Mandarin from. comes from. Yeah. From, yeah.
0: It's a tough call. They, you have enough money. You've made enough in your career. You, you want to. You have this this beautiful public love affair with your wife. Oh, it makes me sick. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a thing. You know, it's... So, you know what, her? You just never, it never seems real. Like, yes, no matter I what. I agree with
2: this particular situation. A lot of things, and we've been agreeing a lot, which is different. But with this, I totally and utterly agree with you. Nothing seems real about this relationship. And I mean, I, I'm sure it is. I'm not saying that it's not real. But it just we know don't people in real life.
0: Yeah, you, but we know people in real life that are like that. You're like, mm. I don't like, know too many people like that. You don't know really like super, super happy people like your life is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like amazing, but you know, like my ice is colder. You get a sense that she feels like that. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I I'm I'm happy for them. Beautiful they are this beautiful whatever, whatever. And uh she seems nice enough. I,
2: I, you don't know anything about her, but, or who she really is, or what she really got going on. But if
0: I'm Dwayne Wade, I don't, I don't, I think I'm going to leave the Stephon Marbury to, to own China. I probably, at this point, 36.
2: You can't light up Jimmy Fredette for 32 points. You can't light up Gen- Jimmy Fredette and old Stephon Marbury. I mean, you, you just, this is a failware tour. This is like when those old soccer players I come to America. That,
0: yeah, I agree that if he went, it, it would be easy for him. And he didn't have to honor all. Three years obviously, and he could make a ton more money. A ton of money, you know, there's
2: a billion people in China. I
0: think I'm gonna change my (laughs) mind. I think, uh, Shin Shi, would you say Shishani? Shishani, take the money. You said like that's
2: some girl name you know, knee. Come over here.
0: Hey, we'll give some folks some ideas. Love yeah, people listening to the podcast. Maybe. Now it's time for a segment that we call the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks with no lifeboats and no
2: life preserver and a school of piranhas surrounding you. You
0: big dummy! This is where we point out somebody's buffoonery this week and call them. I'll uh, give them our Big Dummy of the Week. Now this week we talked about the Cowboys, and I wanted I wanted to go into this earlier, but I'll go into it now. Jerry Jones. Now on one hand, he mandates to his team, "We toe the line. We're Cowboys. We're America's team. You're gonna behave. You're gonna. You're gonna <laughs> by golly, how about them Cowboys? Why well, they catch Mr. Jerry Jones mm-hmm. on camera doing the national anthem?" The other day.
2: At a practice.
0: Like, who plays the
2: National Anthem at
0: practice? Hey, man, he's trying to make that American paper. Soon she, he's, he's trying to make it here. And so, not only does he not really have his hand over his heart, but he had his hat on, his cap mm-hmm. on. And he was made aware of it by his son, Steven. We told,
2: believe, we, we think, well, allegedly. Well, it well, sounds like Steven is, I mean, it, it looks like he mouths hat. It looks like, well, I don't you, know what else he said, but it, it clearly seems like he said hat.
0: And Jerry was like, the hell with that. And he kept the hat on. And, and I want to give big ups to Dale Hanson from WFFA, veteran broadcaster, legend in Texas. And he's been doing good, good work. And he's been on the right side of history with a lot of his commentary. Well, he he charged him up, and he brought this to light. Jerry, again, looks as hypocritical as we always thought he was. Because, right. again, at the end of the day, I don't think he cares about the flag of people or life no, or humans. No, only color he
2: cares about is green.
0: Is green. I agree with that. And it, you couldn't grip this better to look like the hypocrite that you are by seeing him ignore uh, the fact that you should take your hat off to respect the flag. Right. Take your cap off, put your hand over your heart or salute or whatever you do. Or, put or at your least hands take, at your, take side. your hat off. Take Everybody hat
2: knows to take your hat off. Everybody knows that, especially an a, 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 a anthem-loving man like Jerry Jones.
0: Right. And since you want to mandate and tell people what they have to do, you need to What take your own medicine.
2: And th- did you know that you can't have the flag up outside your home on a flagpole without having it lit?
0: I did not know that. I know that you're supposed to take it down in rain. Yep. I know that you're not supposed to use it as a, a garment of any kind. So when you see these flag bikinis and these big koozies with the flag all over, that's that's inappropriate. Right. So if we're talking supposed about not, the rules.
2: Not supposed to touch the ground.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. They do some. I mean, you know, they do. They do the most with the flag, and you know, and you go. Well, I ain't going to say it because I don't like people in Arkansas. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying you go to certain places and, and they, they will stick that flag in your face. But they have no idea. They have no idea. And Jerry Jones is one of them. And for that reason, Jerry Jones, you are a big dummy. You big dummy. Would that, want to go to a segment where we recognize somebody for doing something wonderful. We don't do this frequently enough. But this is a big week for LeBron James, and Mm -hmm. I tweeted about it. So if you follow me at Wade's Word on Twitter, I tweeted about this. LeBron opens up the I Promise School, and it's in conjunction with the Akron Public School System, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. He's come out. He's done interviews with Don Lemon, CNN. He's been a a couple different places. He's got on his, his glasses to say, hey. You know, No, I'm that's
2: thoughtful.
0: wrong. No. no don't no, do that. Don't, no, do that. No. don't do that. Don't do
2: that. That's not right. No. That's no, not right. No, he's no, wearing glasses before okay. and everything.
0: I, maybe I just hadn't paid attention.
2: Come on. That's messed up. No, it's <laughs> so not. Just say he's trying to come on TV I, did, did I, to look studious because not, he opened up, up a school. It. Did I say that? <laughs> you didn't did say I? it. But he you had on his glasses.
0: It. Oh, that's messed so, up. So, anyway. your hate
2: can't even come through. Your hate comes through even on a hero moment.
0: Well look i but all honesty is look i I have been critical of decisions LeBron has made on the court, and I've always said this, and I'll continue to say this. We won't really appreciate what a tremendous role model he is for many, many years to come. Because once you remove the decision and you know stacking his team and doing the things that he's done on the court and on the team, you realize this is a this is a role model, a true role model yeah. he. Said he was moved by the Trayvon Martin situation. It it was a wake up call for him. I believe he's one hundred percent sincere. He's a family man. He talked about he has this interview where he talks about regretting naming his son after him mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. But he is a true role model. And I salute him big time. All jokes aside, I really salute Lebron for what he's doing. And really it's it's sad that we have to intervene. On behalf of the public schools, but if you are any way, in any shape, form, or fashion aware of public school education, it's not there's not equality across the board. And I think what he's doing is tremendous. I hope he sticks with it. Schools and education can get really, really tricky. It can get really, really funky, and the people that you can help will turn against you. Yep. It can be a funky thing when you start talking about education and school. We saw other athletes do charter schools, you know. Right. And and So we know who some of those guys are. But I hope he sticks with it. I hope it works. And I hope that it makes the sort of change that that everybody wants. So uh, for that reason, LeBron, he's a hero. (laughs) I have another hero uh,
2: closer to home. Well, see, Actually, now we
0: didn't plan this. So what is this all about? This is we a, had one hero a week. Who's your hero?
2: With the hero is Beyonce. She is sponsoring a Texas Southern University senior with a twenty five thousand dollars scholarship from Beyonce's Bay Good Foundation. He's a senior. His name is Jordan Davis here at Texas Southern University. So. Beyonce is actually out there doing good in the community, giving back, giving uh, back to to the hometown.
0: And for that, she too is a hero. a hero. But you know what? And I don't know if this is true. We have to look this one up. They said, okay, so U of A has its first medical medical school class. Okay, thirty people, and it's the first time they're doing this. They are, they're getting into medical degrees or whatever. First thirty people that are doing it have some anonymous donor. It's paying for all thirty of them to to go to medical school. Oh wow! And rumor has it that it was Beyonce that paid for it. I don't know if that's verified or not, but uh, you will have to look into that and see. But that's a that's a really really good thing. So now it's time for a segment in which we recognize birthdays.
1: Yes, happy birthday to Jordan Spieth.
0: Yeah, young talented, the heir apparent, I guess, to Tiger. Although they've been there've been many. Uh, I had a chance in the British Open to do some things. Faded in the final round, but kind of so did
1: Also, Andre Ware.
0: Yeah, a Heisman Trophy winner for U of H. Go Cougs.
1: Go Cougs. Dorothy Hamill.
0: Dorothy Hamill was responsible for the bob haircut for a generation and a half of women all over this country.
1: And Walter Payton.
0: Walter Payton's sweetness, the late great sweetness, who many considered, or some considered, the best running back of all time. I don't, but he's in my top ten. So yeah, I, maybe no, maybe top mm, top five is, is tough. But I don't. We'll have to talk about that. Top seven. One. Top seven is good. <laughs> That's a good good number. And what about personal birthday?
1: I want to give a big shout out And happy birthday To Alicia Spade Alicia Happy
0: birthday girlfriend And I feel like I'm forgetting somebody Biscuit you have somebody Yeah I want to
2: say Happy birthday To Tiffany Barra i uh, been knowing her My whole life So happy That's birthday That's like your,
0: Almost like your twin I mean, in a weird way. Tell people. I mean, well, because
2: my birthday was a couple of weeks ago, no one said happy birthday to me, but I'm not bitter. Well, but you went it. on crazy.
0: like a world cruise or I something. I went on so a carnival you cruise. You were living. Relax. You were living. Relax. No, no, but you were living fabulously. So no, you were,
2: you, not at all. That's how we miss those. So Just because I go on vacation for my birthday, I don't get a birthday shout out. But it's cool. But yeah, Tiffany, uh, me and her grew up together. Uh, we From had the what same
0: five weeks old or six weeks? old?
2: Six old? weeks old. We had the same babysitter. Uh, our birthdays were in a couple of weeks of each other. It was like a sister.
0: So happy, happy birthday! And for this episode, happy, happy birthday. birthday! Everybody sing with me now! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Just for the birthday,
2: birthday. people. Everybody, everybody, everybody.
0: And if you have a birthday shout-out or accolade or some sort of any sort of tribute to somebody, hit us up. Uh, tell us how tell them how they can get to us.
1: Yes, if you have a birthday, if you have some type of celebration, if you have music that you want to play, please, please, please. Please send us your radio edits, but also hit us up on Sports Talk with Devin Wade Facebook group. DM us if you have to. We're all over the place. We are ready to hear your music. We're ready to celebrate you over the air.
0: And before you get out of here, plug what you have coming up. In the next couple of weeks, really it's supposed to be this week, but next week for sure, the segment that you'll be doing all season long.
1: Yes, Why We Kneel. It's coming up because the preseason is coming up. I'm going to be every week highlighting one person that has been affected by police brutality or racial inequality. And uh, while we talk about the NFL and while we have football on our mind, we also want to keep in mind why Colin Kaepernick and so many other people have knelt down, have boycotted. We want to give a special highlight to these people.
0: Well, that's a good deal. Well, we certainly appreciate it. With that, before I let go. Before. Before I let go, anything uh, else from you, biscuit?
2: I just want to say, uh, just prayers go out to the Wells family. Uh, Gary Wells, he just received a liver of a close friend of mine that we talked about in birthdays. Her dad actually helped raise me and, and spent a lot of time over there. He actually had a liver transplant, and he's in wow. the hospital. Wow, really? Yeah, he's in the hospital uh, healing up. So prayers go out to that family. Man,
0: that's big news. I'm surprised you didn't tell me about that one.
2: I, yeah, I didn't get an opportunity, but yeah, I'm telling you oh.
0: Oh, he got a new liver, He huh? got
2: a new liver.
0: Good for him.
2: Yeah, good
0: guy. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. I uh, also want to remind you guys, want to thank you guys for listening. Remote coming up, August 11th. I'm putting a date on it because I'm going to make it happen. Don't know how, don't know when, but this week I will name where that is going to be. We're going to do a remote, so clear your schedule, Biscuit. August 11th, I just showed you the magic box with, nice. with everything in it, so... Uh, with that, I want to thank uh, Kalina. I want to thank you, Biscuit. want to thank you guys for listening. A reminder the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. You can tweet me at Wade's Word. And again, on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us. And of course, on my home radio station, the flagship, ktsuradio.com. I want to thank you again. Hey, subscribe, like, share, give me some feedback. Football season is upon us. And as always, have a great day.
1: Bloody mate, it's DJ Malone. Yo, ladies, get ready. Because DJ Malone is about to get on pop, the ones purple, and two. Pop,
2: pop, pop, two cups of purple, just a
1: warm up. Two cups, drink. I
0: heard you. She got that water. Splank. Slippery wall, excuse me, please me.